I was trying to think of a podcast topic for this week. Normally I'm a little bit prepared and it's organized ahead, but this week I hadn't really done that. And I was like, just walking around thinking, what does everyone actually need to hear right now? And it really came to me about talking about simplifying the really hard things and the things that seem like they need really complicated processes to fix and how to just bring them back to simplified living. So I'm going to just chat about that and all the things I've learned when I've just learned to release and let go and find the simple solution. I hope you enjoy this one. And if you love it, please share it around. I would really appreciate it. Welcome to the Mama Load. I'm Kiki. I have four beautiful children. I'd love to sneak in some more, but let's see if my husband will let me. I am in love with the crazy life. I love the busyness and the hecticness, and I also love to find better and easier ways to take care of our kids, feel good, and just enjoy this life and not wish it away because my worst nightmare would be mothers telling me that at 50 they regret those first 10 20 years of their kids lives because they were wishing it away and so I'm here to help you every day you'll find something from me reminding you to come back to your true loves and find some way to enjoy the process. I love you. Hey, beautiful mamas. Well, if you didn't already know, I take on a handful, a very, very small handful of one-to-one clients every month. Some women, there is a lady I've worked with for over 12 months. We are just like besties and we chat back and forth and a couple of other women who come in and out of my world and we mostly do voice messaging and I support them through that avenue of being able to show up as the best versions of themselves. And the common theme, especially when women originally come to me, is that everything is really complex, really stressful, and almost impossible to fix. Like laying in bed at night and just trying to fix these big-ass problems. And I'm going to break it down for you, that the problems that you're seeing as massive, especially things to do with your kids, your relationships, your marriages, your money things, your exercise blocks, everything that you're seeing as like some kind of very complex way to fix something has a simple solution. It really does have a very simple solution. Everything has a simple solution. The problem is, is that because you are being marketed to all the time, you cannot see or feel any of the simplicity. 
I mean, think about when you go to have a baby. If you've had a baby anytime recently, you'll definitely know this. Like, how the fuck do you decide on a pram? And I often will say to people, like, I would legit sometimes have two or three prams on the go at the same time because I truly didn't feel like any one met my needs. And no, I wasn't just like a rich city chick. It just was the way my life was. At one point, I had two very fancy double prams, but they both served me in a way that I just needed to operate like that. And so there isn't really a one solution to everything, but the world is making you think that there is one solution. There is a perfect pram, okay? But you know just as well as I do, there is no fucking perfect pram. (laughs) Because even if you only had one pram, you wished that it did a couple of other things, right? So the world's made you think that everything has a complex solution. You could literally think that your child has like a pretty significant problem, okay? You think that they're really struggling with something like massively well beyond what's normal, well beyond what's okay. And you're like, I don't know how to fix this. I know I'm going to have to seek external support. My heart tells me to go find external support. And you start searching and you're like, wow, I just dug a bigger hole for myself. And as someone who's been down the path of having a child with a very serious neurological disorder and had to go down that path of like, I think we went five speech therapists in before we found someone who could actually diagnose what was going on. And I knew they were kind of taking us on the right track. And to what I know now, over 10 years later, even though the, at the time what we did was incredible and right and felt like the correct solution, I would not make the same choice and I wouldn't have intervened, truthfully. I feel like I feel like interventions the local hotspot but you realize we just have so many more speech therapists and OTs more than has ever existed and of course they have to have something to fix that's going to sound harsh but there is some truth in that and it's really challenging for our teachers to fix things in our current ways because they're actually going off such an old institutional model uh, and kids aren't developing in in developmental milestones really anymore. Um, you know, that's why we've got some kids who can like read at three and you've got some kids who are writing at four. And then you have kids who are well on the other end of the spectrum who are taking so much longer to hit those milestones. And that can be for such a variety of reasons, you know. And some kids are reading at three because their parents are like, literally wrote teaching them from birth. (laughs) So it's wild the differentiations we've got in these spaces and society hasn't really caught up with that. So we're still trying to keep them all in the same box. And, you know, I've gone off a little bit from my original topic as I always do. And so I'll give you an example. One of my girls was real, has struggled with reading forever, um, a really, really long time. And I tried every trick under the book. And I know them all, man. I know them all. (laughs) And there was some like trauma and stress and things like that there, 100%. 
And in a school setting, she would have been heavily intervened with uh, my kids are homeschooled. If you haven't listened to my podcast and me talk about that before, I don't talk about it heaps because it's not the purpose of my life here, but it's one of my parts of my life. And if she was at school, she would have been heavily intervened with and I would have been hounded to get her extra help. Uh, And I was worried and I tried all the things and we did all the pushing, pushing, pushing. And then do you want me to tell you how she learned how to read? Do you want to know the real secret? I had another fucking baby and I forgot about it. I let it go. I stopped caring. I just was trying to keep the other kids alive, everyone alive. And... I think within a year, less than a year, she was like hardcore reading. And now I'm currently worried about her reading so much and not moving enough. Not worried. You know what I mean? Like where your brain goes. I know it's no problem because I've been there, done that before. So, and then the funny, this is the funny thing. Many of the peers her age that she's friends with or hangs out with, it sort of starts to come out that they can all read, but none of them like it because they've been pushed so hard for so long. There's no pleasure. And so I was like, well, at least she loves it. So often the solution to something that's really fucking sticky, like she would have 100% been labeled as behind or whatever, But maybe that doesn't actually matter. Maybe it just needs to be left alone for a while until it sorts itself out. Because once we intervene and once we put like other therapies or people in place, we're actually telling that child without even saying it, you do not have the capacity in your brain, in your soul, in your psyche to fix this yourself. We must intervene with someone else. Keeping in mind, most of those someone else's have never had kids and have quite limited experience. That's just like some food for thought, right? Like just breathing that in and breathing it out. Like I think we want to, we we feel called to intervene with things and it's no different with sleeping. Like when someone comes to me and says, well, we went to sleep school and it saved my life. You know, if you know a little bit of my story, I worked as a sleep consultant for like 10 years, but the reason I had to stop was because I was under a set of rules, like kids going to bed at seven, when all I wanted to say was like, I just feel like your baby is telling you don't, she doesn't want to go to bed at that time and you're not listening. <laughs> and, you know, there was nothing more freeing for me than having my fourth baby. And he was really clearly telling me he didn't really want to go to bed at seven. And my other kids weren't going to bed at seven. And he just wanted to chill and hang out. And it was no fucking problem. You know, when I stopped resisting, the really simple solution was like, stop trying to rock your baby to sleep so early. And it doesn't have to go from like, oh, your baby doesn't want to go to sleep at seven. They go to bed at nine. (laughs) I think he was going to bed at 7.20. (laughs) You know, but it's this like, you're looking at it and 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 you're like, I can't see the simple way out of this. And I get it that people hound you. 
I, I really do get it. And I think that's really confronting. But what your child is actually asking of you or what your family is actually asking of you is to hold the faith in them. And so when the teacher's coming and saying like they're not behaving right or they're doing this wrong or they're like this or whatever and you're just like, yeah, but they're so great at this thing, we're just going to leave it be, I'll have a quick chat to them and move on. I'm not going to make a big deal about any of the small little things. I'm not going to do that anymore as a mother. I'm not going to take the small insignificant things. And I'm going to say like even reading and writing is super insignificant. Sleeping is pretty insignificant. (laughs) Eating food and all those things, they're all important, but like nothing is, is worth the stress. It's not worth the fear. Even adding, so if your kid was at full-time school and even adding in like one speech therapy or one tute session or something like that is well exceeding like what your child's brain can actually manage when really they just want to be running around outside naked with a hose. Or if they're an older kid, they just want to lay and read their like little love story book or their, (laughs) they just want to eat for three hours. They just want to like run around the park with you. They want to feel sunshine on their face. They want to snuggle in bed at night and like tell you the funny things that their teacher said that made them laugh so hard. The solutions are like really simple. So I'm going to kind of like dare you, like if your kids are refusing bedtime or if they're struggling to get up in the morning, you know, people come to me and they're like, I just need you to help me for this month with just like getting out the door in the morning. I've, I've done this with a one-to-one client and I'm like, cool, let's do it. And she's like, tell me how I make them get up earlier. And I'm like, no. (laughs) She's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, we can do this with so much more love, mama. Like we can do this so much easier than what you're turning this into you're going to get up a bit earlier and you're going to go have a coffee and watch the sunrise and then you're going to make them some toast or bagels or crumpets or their bowl of cereal or whatever and you're going to go hop in their bed with that bowl of cereal and you're going to chat about how the morning's going to go and you're going to do it a bit earlier and you're going to eat together and chill and then potter around and go to school. You're going to try and walk to school because I feel like that does make everyone happier. But it's not complex. Your kid isn't lazy. They're not a pain in the ass. They just need a bit of love to get up. There's nothing wrong with that. So the solutions are simple. A little while ago, probably like nine months ago, I was like just on the teetering edge of worrying about my little boy's language. But I knew in my heart that it was normal. He has big brothers and sisters. It was just like not super great, not super bad, no big deal. And then I was like, "Hmm, what would this require? Like what would be required to fix language? It's not special toys. It's not speech therapy. It's not any of those things. It's just like a little bit more love, a little bit more time and a little bit more chatting. Within 10 days, 
no joke, every person in the house was like, oh my God, what happened to his language? It's like exploded. And I was like, of course it has. Because I just did a few little things and it completely shifted. And he's just gone through another big burst just now. Um, But, you know, now it's kind of annoying. And I'm like, can you talk less, please? Please talk less. No, let's not wish that. But anyway, um, so all those things that you're looking for, I'm encouraging you to seek simple. Sometimes you do have to just release it. You can say to the teacher, yeah, 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 I'll sort it out. And you can just do absolutely fucking nothing about it, truthfully. And everything can change. That, like I've seen it hundreds of times. I've helped hundreds of women with it. Uh, people come to me all the time with challenges with school stuff and I'm like, let's find the simple solution. School drop-off. There is such simple solutions to making it easier and flowier. Getting up, getting ready, getting doing all the bits and pieces. I promise you there are simple solutions. If you do need help with these things, then feel free to reach out. You can chat to me on Instagram. I'll also pop my email in this, the, what do you call them? Show notes below. And you can send me an email if you desire and feel called to just like get some little simple solutions. A lot of women come and go like meaning you're only committed to a month of just sorting some things out. Love you. Thank you so much for listening the whole way through. I really love you for like listening to me waffle. If you feel the call, please share on your socials or just like send this to a friend who you know might be struggling with something. And sometimes these things that I've talked about feel super fucking massive and super lonely. And I just want you to know that you are not alone. And you know, one of my expertises is finding the simplest way to sort this out. So share it around, share the love, and thank you for listening to The Mama Load.